You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. All right, we are in the fifth week of our 10-week series as we've been going through these really, really important stories in God's kingdom, right? And, and we've looked at so far four of this. We'll get the fifth of our Old Testament stories. Next week, we'll start in the New Testament. Uh, but, but let's take a moment just to kind of see where we've been, right? As we, week one, we heard this promise of salvation given to us in Genesis chapter three, uh, where, where God says, I will put enmity between you, Satan, and, and the woman, and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. And so we, we get again, point these stories that are pointing us to Jesus, and so this points us to the story of salvation uh, that Jesus will bring as he will crush the head of Satan on the cross. Uh, week two, our, our second story, we saw Abraham and his son Isaac and God providing a substitute pointing us towards Jesus, who is our ultimate substitute, our, our perfect and complete sacrifice. And then in week three, we witnessed that how God provided a token for us, a, a Pesach, pointing us to the, the blood of the Lamb that covers us, that, that protects us, and that washes us white as snow, protecting us like, like the Hebrews were protected by the blood of the Lamb. Again, we are pointed to Jesus, who is our ultimate protector and who, who, who then uh, passes over us as we are marked by the blood of Jesus. And then last week, we, we, we walked through, again, another stretch of time, and we looked at, uh, we looked at Daniel, or David, right? And we saw that, that the Israelites, they, they had this period of time where they were just plagued by all of these, all of these battles, all of these wars. And one of their biggest contender was the Philistine army. And, and one of the biggest Philistines that we know of was Goliath. And, and David, we saw the story of David and Goliath, and we were again pointed to Jesus, our victorious champion. And so we've gone in these 500-year chunks. Uh, Abraham was about 2000 B.C., and then, and then Moses was about 1500 B.C., and, and David was about 1000 B.C., and we're going to jump forward about another 500 years to our story today. And again, in that 500-year gap, we see this, the, the kingdom of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel split into two with the, the northern kingdom, 10 tribes in the northern kingdom keeping the name Israel, and then two tribes in the southern kingdom uh, going by the, uh, by the name of Judah. And both of these kingdoms, again, by the time we get to our story, they've been, they've been conquered. They, they've been taken into exile. Most of those Hebrews have been taken out of their homes and taken into, into captivity. The, the northern kingdom in 722 B.C. Was, was taken into exile by the Assyrians. And then the Babylonian Empire uh, captured Judah, or the southern kingdom, in 586 B.C. And so, they're taking these Hebrews, these Israelites, out of their home and taking them into Assyria and into Babylon. And that's where our story takes us today as the prophet Daniel is among those who is taken to Babylon. 
King Nebuchadnezzar had chosen some special youth who were the, the best and the brightest, and they were to be trained and educated to be the leaders someday of that kingdom. And among those who were, who were brought forth and who were trained were, were men named Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah. Now, we might know those names better as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But there was lots of amazing things that God was still continuing to do for His people even while they were in exile, even while they were outside of where, they, where God had promised that they would be. And so, uh, of those people, Daniel was like the top of all of those that God worked through. By God's hand, Daniel was able to interpret dreams, and, and he starts to rise in standing, and he sits on the courts of the kings of Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar then, uh, first Nebuchadnezzar and then his son Belshazzar. And then a little bit later, the Persians, they conquer Babylon. And so there's this new king named Darius. And Darius also loves Daniel. And he thinks very highly of Daniel. And, and so not only is Daniel on these new, this new king's court, but King Darius has so much confidence in him that he plans to make him president over the whole nation. And this starts to upset a number of the Persians and a number of the people. And so that's where our, our story catches up today as they, as they plot out a way to destroy Daniel. And so we read in Daniel 6, starting with verse 6, uh, Then these presidents and satraps came by agreement to the king and said to him, Oh, King Darius, live forever! All the presidents of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction, that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days, except for you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked." Therefore, King Darius signed the document and the injunction. You know, what, a, what a perfect setup that they've put together. They know who Daniel is, and Daniel has a choice. Does he, does he follow his God, the commands of his God, or, or of this king of Persia? And we know the story of faithful Daniel, who, who knows the order of the kings, but yet still goes to his home, still opens up his windows, and prays three times a day. And because that was a trap, it doesn't take long for these, these men to find out what he's doing. And it was exactly what they wanted him to do. And so these men, they go and they, they, they tell King Darius what has happened. And Darius agrees that whoever this is that is doing this, that is praying to someone other than him, must be thrown into the den of lions. And as he, say, as he says, the thing stands fast. It's then that they tell King Darius who it is that's doing the praying. It's Daniel, right? And then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed, and he set his mind to deliver Daniel. But at this time, it was too late. He'd already, he'd already set his ring to it. Because of the Medes and the Persians and those rules, they could not change whatever had been said. Not even the king himself could go back against one of these 
one of these sayings, one of these truths that, the, that he had put out, one of these commandments. But what's interesting is, even though that he knows that he can't deliver Daniel from the lions, Darius puts his faith in Daniel's God, in your God, in my God. Look at what he says in, in, verse, uh, in chapter 6, verse 16. Right, then the king commanded, and Daniel was brought and cast into the den of lions. But the king declared to, to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, deliver you. Right, there's that word again, that word of delivery. The, the, the word that, that the, the most powerful man in all the kingdom, he was not able to deliver Daniel from the mouth of the lions, but he called on Daniel's God to do what he was unable to do. Right, it takes us back to verse 14, right? Then the king, when he heard these words, was much distressed and set his mind to deliver Daniel. Right, so King Darius goes back to his palace and he worries the rest of the night. He fasts. He doesn't eat. He doesn't sleep. And then we pick it up the next morning in verse 19. At the break of day, then the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. And as he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. And the king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have done no harm. And then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. And so Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted in his God. Right, Daniel is delivered. Daniel is delivered from sure and certain death. Against all odds, Daniel is delivered. Now, we understand, you and I, we understand what it means to be delivered, right? We have things that are delivered to us all the time. We can get anything that we want delivered to us, right? You can get a book delivered to your home. You can get clothes delivered to your home. You can get your dog food delivered to your home. Uh, You can get your food delivered to your home. And there's many different delivery systems, right? Whether it's it's the United States Postal Service, whether it's the Amazon trucks, whether it's UPS or FedEx, or whether it's somebody whose job is to just go pick up your food and bring it to you. And you trust them all that they will deliver that And they're not going to stick their finger in your cup and swish it around or anything like that, right? You trust all of these delivery methods. But for Daniel, there was no method of delivery that humans could perform, right? Even the king himself, even King Darius could not deliver Daniel from the mouth of the lions. But there was one way that Daniel could be delivered. Right? And it was to trust and to believe in the living God. And what's, what's beautiful about this, this trusting and believing in the, in the living God, is that we're not quoting the words of Daniel here. We're quoting Darius, the king, as he talks about 
our living God. Right? And the same is true for us today. Right? We, you, me, can be delivered from sin, delivered from death, delivered from Satan's power by trusting and believing in the living God. The, the same living God who promised to deliver us from our sins in Genesis chapter 3, the same living God who, who delivered Isaac from being sacrificed by his father Abraham, the, the same living God who delivered his people from the Egyptian captivity, from the angel of death as it, as it passed over their houses covered by the blood of the Lamb, the same living God who delivered David from the giant Goliath. And now this week, that same living God who delivered Daniel from the lion's den. It's that same living God who seeks and desires to deliver you from your sin, deliver you from your pain, deliver you to be with Him for all eternity. Right? That's what the Lamb of God does. And that's what he tells us he wants to do in John chapter 6, where he says, for this is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. It's pretty clear, right? God the Father wants to spend eternity with you. He wants to deliver you from your own lion's den. And each of us are in a lion's den, we live in a, a broken, sinful world. Peter reminds us of that very clearly in 1 Peter chapter 5, where he says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So what about you? Are there, are there days in your life where it feels like you're being devoured by sin? We see as, as faithful as as Abraham was, as faithful as Moses was, as faithful as David was, as faithful as, as Daniel was, they all had one thing in common. They were all sinners in need of a Savior. They all fell short of the glory of God. And, and, and you and I were no different. Right? Paul reminds us of that in Romans chapter 3 where it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I think that's something that we all know deep down inside of us, even if we haven't heard that before, right? We, do you have that one sin, maybe, that, that keeps coming up over and over in your life, no matter how many times you repent, no matter how many times you start over, no matter, matter how many times you promise to God that you'll never do that again? You and I, we need to be delivered too. But the good news is that we have a deliverer. We have someone who was sent to deliver us from our sinful nature. The good news is that not only does He want to, but He has delivered us from the lion's den of sin, death, and the devil. It's Jesus. Right? The, Apostle, the Apostle Paul begins his letter with, with this rem wonderful reminder as, as he starts to the Galatians, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins to deliver us. It says, rescue us on this, but, but a, a different uh, translation says, deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Yes, Jesus gave Himself to deliver you, to save you. He suffered. He bled 
he died for you and for me. Right? But that wasn't the end of the story. A stone was rolled away for Darius to look in on Daniel. Daniel, who had been delivered from a sure and certain death. And then 500 years later, another stone was rolled away, the stone of the tomb Jesus, uh, that Jesus was laid in, right? Friday is only good because we know that Sunday came, that, that day that that stone was rolled away. Death could not and cannot contain Jesus. He has already been delivered from death by the Father. He is very much alive. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He is your living God who daily renews you by His mercy and by His grace. And it's that same living God who will on that last day come and raise all of those who have faith in Him to new life. It's that same Jesus who Abraham pointed us to, who, who, who David pointed us to, who Moses pointed us to, who, who Daniel pointed us to, that same Jesus that we're going to dive into his life starting next week. It is that Jesus who is your living deliverer, your living God. He is the deliverer of deliverers, and he will continue to deliver his good news to you each and every day until He returns to raise you up to new life for eternity. Amen? Amen. Amen.